Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday. What's the date today? I'll start telling people the date. It's Wednesday, March 9th. We're live right now. Phone lines are open. The number to join us if you are listening on the live stream and you want to jump in and join us, pick up your phone and dial 855-950-3835. Calls are starting to come in, so we are going basically straight to calls today. I do have one update because uh, yesterday or the day before, I gave a review of my two streaming internet services, Nomad and Sky Mobile, unlimited internet, no matter what. I said the first one, Nomad, I had problems with the first week, and then it um, then it stopped working, and I never really got help from customer service, but four or five days later, it started working again, and it was working great ever since. The Sky Mobile account worked great from the first time I plugged it in, which was probably 10 days ago maybe now, longer even. And it worked till I got here to this spot, and now it seems to be throttled back as well. So both of them now are not functional as of today. So I didn't have time to deal with them when I figured it out yesterday, so I'm going to have to find some time or hope they come back on. I don't know. We'll see. So I'll keep you updated. Just know I'm still testing these as of right now. Um, I'm not really happy. Uh, we'll try to figure out what happened. Luckily, I carry a couple backups with me. So I'm back to my my own accounts through Verizon and AT&T. So now I have to kind of guard my data and make sure I don't go over. Uh, so that's an update on that. Don't anybody run out and buy Sky Mobile or Nomad yet just because I said the other day it was working great. We're still uh, just about two weeks into this. So we uh, we are going to get to our calls. We're going to get started today in Pennsylvania. Nick, welcome to the program. Thank you, Kevin. So my journey um, started a number of years ago. Um, I took your keto course, and I actually did a um, – I don't even want to call it a review for you, but I did a writing for you, and you used it in your Changing Lanes program, um, and you wrote it. Wait a minute. Hold on. You did – was it about keto? No, it was not. Oh, okay, okay. It was about oh, lease purchases. I, I, oh, no, I know ex- it was about lease purchase. I was going to say, I know the story. Yeah, that was a great story. Yes. I mean, it was great for my so, book. It was perfect, so thank you. You're very welcome. Um, so, and what you guys did for me, you guys sent me a, a wonderful button-down um, black shirt. Um, oh, one of our mechanic I, shirts. That is correct. Got it. That I have never, ever been able to wear. It was the biggest size that you ever carried in the store, a 5X. Okay. My journey started with me almost 600 pounds. Wow. Wow. Okay. I, you now, know, I, 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 I've watched that show on TV, 
You know, they have a show, My 600-Pound Life. And I, I'm just, yes. I'm, I'm honestly you're, you're just amazed. amazed. Yeah, okay. exactly. My, my, the, I, my, number, my number 574, exactly on the scale, is what oh. my top number was. I okay. could not, I could not button this shirt at all, not even come close to it. But yet I could walk across the parking lot. I had no trouble whatsoever driving a truck, owning a truck, and I did this all while writing that changing lanes for you. Got it. Okay. Now today. I just took multiple photos of me wearing that shirt, and it awesome. hangs on me. Hangs awesome. on me. That is incredible. It is because it is because it is swimming on me, not because I want it to, but because life has changed so hard for me because of now being the victim of domestic violence, a divorce, many other things that now say I can no longer work driving a truck again, but keto has the only thing that saved my life because I took your keto course, because I knew going through what I was going through, I was eating once every 14 days. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's so I incredible. Have dropped, I have dropped well over 200 pounds. Hey, Nick. Nick, I don't want to interrupt you. I do want to come back to this story, but I, I want to I want to do something for you. So you got the five X on, and it's hanging on you. What do you think would fit you properly now? A four X or a three X? A three A three fits me properly. Working towards a two. Uh, Lisa, make sure we send him a three X now, and every time you lose enough weight to get to another shirt size, we're sending you one. Okay. So I more than appreciate that. More than you realize. I I appreciate you and the story. This is just incredible. So my in my craziness, um a couple of fellow people that used to be in the group, um I won't give their full names, but Gerald was one of them. Uh, helped me, and I kind of helped him through his stuff. We've lost contact over the years. Um, but because of the knowledge that I got in your initial course um, and that kind of thing, my ex-wife uh, that was in a domestic dispute, um, I should say ex-ex-wife, we have since rekindled. And she has lost almost 100 pounds. Wow. Congratulations to both of you. We are continuing the journey together, so we are both safe and losing. But I have hit a plateau that the doctors, before they will do anything more for me, I have to, because they still consider me morbidly obese, I Correct. have to drop another 60 pounds before they will do surgery Nick, to repair. Nick. Oh, to rep I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. To repair 
physical damage to my body that is causing blackout pains. I am on lidocaine patches, hydromorphone, stuff that stops me in my career. Uh, and it also, Nick, Nick, um, what what are they going to have to repair? Can can you do you know or can you say or? Yes, um, we have a shoulder rotator. Okay, we have got it. Okay. Ribs that probably cancerous stuff. Things like this that have pretty much ended my driving career. Got it. Okay. So that brings so I wanna, to my second I wanna, part of this, if I can. Let me, yeah, but let me comment on this so I don't forget. Go ahead. Part of the reason for the stall. There are lots of reasons. We know how to handle most of them. Sometimes it's a little digestion. Sometimes it's a little stress. A couple of things might be going on. And I also want to do this for you. And cases like this, you know, I'm going to offer you some things and we're going to work with you because I learn from them too. So there's going to be no charge for this, but I receive a benefit from that. Cases like this, I can learn a lot. My practitioners can learn a lot. So if you're, if you want, I would love to have Lauren, one of our practitioners, do a true one-on-one -on -one with you where you have access to her. She's going to go over your data. She's going to create a plan. She'll be there for you anytime you have a question. And if you, if you want, I want to do that for you. And the other thing that could be blocking the weight loss because it's pretty common are the opioids. Opioids are known to mess with hormones and hormones control weight loss and sometimes that's what we're dealing with and we have some ways around this too. So you're a pretty challenging case. You got a lot going on. So that's why I say I, I, I want to give you this but we benefit from it. So this is a great win-win situation if you want to do that. And I am more than up for that. And that brought me to um, why I will never drive truck again is because now transitioning off of the opioids, what the next process is now precludes me ever from going back to a truck. You're going to try cannabis? That, already there. Okay, good. Um, good. So now in doing that, it now prevents me then from – what seems to be about 90,000 million jobs in the world. That's a shame. That just sucks. And it does. Really. It really is because they go, well, hey, we want to drug test you. Fine. But, well, now, and, hey, you're precluded. And, and here's, like, the crazy, here's the crazy thing. You could be on three powerful opioids, and they would drug test you and hire you as long as you had a prescription for them. Exactly. And yet – in this state, it is legal for medical. Which Correct. Right. But the, the, so the employers haven't caught on to all this yet. Exactly. So my point of my call is I'm reaching out to the tribe and to the world. There is nothing I can't do. I'm not dressed for a job that I'm currently have i'm dressed for a job that i want i'm not calling for a job that i have i'm calling for a job that i want i'm Got putting it. myself out there for the world there's nothing i can't do 
if somebody that's an awesome attitude somebody, I love that if somebody's if somebody's willing to hire me I'm willing to work I can work from home I can work from remote got it give me, got give me it. an opportunity so, there's nothing I can't do Nick are you a member of either website healthy tribe or trucking tribe um Unfortunately, I have not been able to follow you just due to finances, Kevin. So got it. Okay. I'm sure, I, I'm sure I will be here very shortly, somehow, some way. You know, so here's the thing: healthy, both of them are. We only charge three dollars a month, and the only reason we even do that is because so we know who's actually signing up by their credit card, because we have issues with trolls and haters and all kinds of other stupid shit we had to deal with, and we had to turn our free sites into a paid site so we could control membership. So we just put a minimum charge just so we could cover our processing and all that. So it's three bucks a month. You don't need well. I don't think there would be any real reason for you to join Trucking Tribe. I, I don't think there's going to be enough in there. That one's still growing. Healthy Tribe would be worth it for a couple reasons. One, it's an easier way to stay in touch with us because we communicate with that tribe a lot. Two, it's a great place to ask questions and get support about health. And it's also a great place to start saying, hey, you know, does anybody know of a job? I mean, there are a lot of people in there. The tribe is close. They help each other a lot. So I would say don't join both. Don't spend $6 a month. Just spend the three and be unhealthy, tribe. And then that also gives us a good way to stay in touch with you and communicate. You can send me private messages on that site. I can send you private messages. So it'll, it'll be an easy way for us to communicate as well. And I'll gladly post my photos of me, um, that would be awesome. Today and uh, in this photo and uh, in this shirt and stuff so everybody can see it when they want to reference I it. can't wait to see it. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. You're welcome. We will be talking soon. Thank you mm-hmm. for a great story. Let's go to uh, Arkansas. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I'm glad we still have you. Yeah, uh, me too. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, I wanted to talk about, you know, prebiotic hey, fibers or, this, yeah. Real, my, I'm on a new headset, so everything sounds a little different. Is this Jeremy and Tammy? Yes, it is. Got it. I thought so. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. Go ahead. Okay. It might be my voice. I'm, I can't get rid of this. Uh, I might have damaged my throat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But um, as far as prebiotics or, you know, feeding our feeding our uh, probiotic gut bugs, you know, uh, in the truck here we have, you know, like our fermented ferments, you know, beets, carrots uh, with leeks and uh, asparagus, you know, when we want to grab them, we can. And then we, in the book, you know, um, he talked about, Dr. Davis talked about, you know, raw potato, so he kind of added that. And kind of like, not eat a lot of it, but I just wondered what you, um, do you worry about when you eat those uh, particular, you know, fibers before your yogurt or because I'm in the morning shift and I don't feel like eating sometimes except, you know, I got my coffee and maybe, uh, and yogurt and like macadamia nut butter might seem to sit well, but I wonder later I might eat that stuff, but yeah. I, I really don't, 
And okay. I'm not even really too concerned about how much of that I might be getting. You know, I read the book. I've talked with Dr. Davis about it. I'm still not convinced that we really know enough about any of this to say that you have to have this or you don't. I just don't know. And here's here's one of my thoughts. We think about some of these tribes like the Inuit, some people who had very, very little plant matter in their diet, period. And I'm sure it wasn't, you know, oh, we found the one with the most prebiotic fiber, so we focus on that one because they didn't even know what the hell it was. And they seem to be wildly healthy. So is this prebiotic fiber really all that important? And then could we even tell if there's a way to know when I should eat it? And So I don't want to spend too much time on that because I don't have any real proof of what works and what doesn't. And as far as I can tell, nobody else does either. So, sure, gotcha. we, we, we might as well throw it into our diet if we can. And you just gave a couple of great sources, your leeks, your um, asparagus, those things you're fermenting. Those leeks and asparagus have awesome prebiotic fiber. You've added some raw potato starch. We're putting inulin into our yogurt. I have a feeling we're all probably getting enough, but I don't know how we prove it one way or another. Oh, that, all right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wondered about that and I forgot. Yeah. We put inland in the yogurt and, and then also, yeah. Cause do you, are you saying that maybe our, those, uh, biotic, our, uh, probiotics could maybe even eat off, feed off meat or no, I, I, I don't know. How if if yeah, we have yeah. if we know How there we have know? been try or we know I know people who have eaten carnivore for years and yeah. they seem wildly healthy, way healthier than they've ever been in their life. Would adding a bunch of prebiotic fiber make them healthier? I, I don't know. There, I haven't seen any real evidence of that. It seems like it's mostly speculation right now. So how were they so healthy? It's not like if you stop eating prebiotic fiber, all of your gut bacteria goes away. If it all went away, you would die. Is it optimal? Would we make it better? I don't know. I just, I just still think we have a lot to learn about this. Gotcha. So yeah, it's not like we're going to change our diet and like eat uh, heavy or, or like starch heavy anyway. So. Right, right. So it right. seems to okay. me like we, we have found a couple of good sources. We're we're putting it back into our diet, so it, it's there. But <clears throat> would it really help to eat five times more asparagus? I, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> right, okay. Thank you. Gotcha. You're welcome. Take care. All right. Take care. Great stuff. Yeah, I... And, Believe me, um, I continue my research on that. I try to find new reading. I'm just not finding any real definitive proof. Um, I trust Dr. Davis, no doubt. He's done a ton of research. So, sure, go ahead and throw some in, but I don't think I'm going to get too crazy about it right now. Let's go this time to Illinois. Derek, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. What can I help you with today? So I'm a relatively new uh, owner here. I'm purchasing a, I'm purchasing this truck through a friend of my dad's. It's a 2013 Coronado glider with a Series 60 in it. Uh, I believe it is a D-Deck 4. 
Uh, it's the VK model, if that sounds right. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. Got it. You follow me? I, 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 that might be not be proper terminology for nope. it, but uh, anyway. Right. I know. Um, yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I believe it's got a 355 gear. I'm running about 1430 RPM at 65, 1200, okay. down around 55 mile an hour. Okay. Uh, it's got it's got fifteen thousand on an in frame. Actually, it, they in framed it just two weeks after I I I signed on with him. Um, but like kind of just going forward here, I I, and I I believe she brought up my information for I don't know the past couple months maybe. Just wanted to kind of just maybe have you take a look at the the financials here and see if I'm at least on track where I'm not terribly far out in the weeds here. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, look at that. My call screener's got it right up here in front of me. Man, I love Excellent. this. All right. So I'm, I'm so glad I mean, you're back. I, I I'm so glad you're back. I I wasn't a subscriber on XM, but I listened to you in the past as a as a as a company driver, and so. Oh well, great I've to been, have. I've been you trying to do the hard. I've been trying to do the hard work. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So. Uh, this is Hawk Transportation, right? Just want to make sure I have the yep. right report. That's okay, the one. got it. So we're looking at a business report for January and February. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look January at the, was a good month for me. Got it. I'm going to look at the top line here. Looks like in two months. Wow. Holy cow. I, nice. I hope so that's a good news. Two months. Oh, <laughs> just really good news. My God. So in two months, you've generated 57000 in gross revenue on 16,000 miles. You are averaging $3.46 a mile. That, that's an incredible number. Rates are good, but that is still way stronger than the average rate has been. So that so tells I'll, me I'll tell you, you're I'm, getting I'm running, good freight, yeah. you're managing your MD yep. miles, you're, you're really doing well on the top line. So let's start there. Go ahead. What did you want to say? Yeah, so 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 really, I mean, I've, I've kind of found myself in the groove. I live in southeast Iowa. I'm running between Des Moines and Chicago. There's another load. Uh, running between Des Moines and Chicago. Um, yeah, for the most part, the deadhead. I mean, there's, there's some days where I've got 80, 90 miles of deadhead, sometimes a little further, but... I mean, like this groove I've been in here lately, I drive from the top side of Des Moines, empty, down to the bottom side, loaded out to Chicago, uh, about 40, 45 miles roughly, give or take where I'm coming back to load, and straight back to the top side of Des Moines. So, it's, I mean, I knock on wood, I, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to stay right in that. I haven't really found any reason to get out yet. Well, I, I mean, it's, if, if you would have sent me this report two years ago, <laughs> you said I, I, I would have, I'm screwing something I, up somewhere. <laughs> I would have first said I think there's a mistake in your accounting, and then you would have said no, we've checked it, everything's right, and then I probably would have called you a liar because <laughs> I would have said there's no way. I, I, I just don't ever see these kind of numbers with a single truck owner operator, almost unheard of. But I believe it now. This is what's happened to our rates. I, you've got this nailed down. So the top line, three forty-six a mile, insane. Bottom line, let's just jump to the bottom line and then we'll go back to the expenses. Profit per mile, profit, $2.09 a mile. I would have been yeah. screaming at you calling you a liar. 
No way, <laughs> that never happens. You're, but now I know. Those are the kind of rates that are out there. If you do all the right things, these are possible numbers. But even even with all the rates the way they are today, this is still outstanding. This is not just because of the rates. It's because you figured out how to take advantage of the rates, and you're, you're doing a lot of things right to generate numbers like this. But let's think about okay. this. We There was a time when really as an owner-operator – you were probably needing to run 125 to 150,000 miles a year, bust your ass doing it, and if you could hope to make a hundred thousand dollars profit on that, it would have put you into about the top three percent just a couple of years ago. To try right. to squeak out a hundred thousand profit, you'd be running 150,000 miles and you still better be doing a lot of things right. Your fuel better be down to the minimum, maintenance, everything. And yet, with your numbers, all you have to do is run 100,000 miles a year, and you take home $200,000. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was that's, – that's, that's kind of what I was seeing as well. I mean, you know, not to that extent, I guess. But, you know, I mean, I routinely – I routinely leave – anywhere from 30 to 35 hours on my recap, you know, I average that's incredible. 1800 miles a week, seven to 1800 miles a week. I'm home. I, most of last February, I was home through the middle of the week and then would take off and go out the next day. Just, that was how things were working. Hey. And, uh, so, yeah. Let me, uh, first, like I said, awesome. The other good news about this, you have tons and tons of room in here. Like we could make some big mistakes. Things could change dramatically. You're still going to be fine. And having said that, I now have to deliver the bad news. <laughs> I'm good for bad news. It's been good so far. Okay. So the kind of numbers we're looking at right now, that party is over. I believe so. <laughs> yeah, that party is I over. I believe so. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. You did. You did. You had an amazing ride. You peaked at some pretty incredible numbers. Uh, it's time to start paying attention, and the party's over. Rates have already dropped yep. twenty cents on yes. average since January. Oh yeah, they're not going to yep. stop. I've, Fuel I've, is through the roof, and surcharge I don't believe is even going to be able to keep up with it for a while. But there's the good that's news. That's my biggest concern. You have, yes, absolutely. You have yes. So much room in here that I, I'm pretty sure you're going to be okay. But just pay attention and keep adjusting as rates go down and fuel prices go up. The first thing I will tell everybody, when rates go down, fuel prices go up, start slowing down. Yeah. Yep. This truck is typically traveling down I-80 at 63 miles an hour. Awesome. You might. If you can, and you're telling me you got some recap time, if you can still get your freight delivered and make appointments, you might yep. want to start 55 for a while. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Just just okay. leave the I, leave the leave the left turn signal off. Yep. <laughs> yep. 55 to 60 would be a better place for you right now. And and I will say it's hard to. It's hard for me to look at a fuel cost per mile right number and make any sense out of it because yeah. fuel, fuel has never in my history gone up this fast this much. 
So right. I, I, when I look at your fuel mileage number, it's 69 cents a mile for fuel cost, which when I first looked at it, sounds outrageous. Doesn't matter because you have so much profit anyway. But then I remembered, wait a minute, that could get affected pretty quickly by these rising fuel prices. So it's hard to make any sense of that number till things settle down a little bit. But we know you got lots of room in here. But why wait? If you can slow down, I would. Yeah. So and you're saying that 69. That's that's when I say outrageous. I, that's really the biggest thing I was calling for was trying to make sure that I'm keeping this fuel in check. I'm, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm not terrible about entering this stuff into into fuel gauges. I I just I don't end up doing it, and I I enter yeah, all the information I, at the end of the month into profit gauges here, and I don't want to. The biggest thing I didn't want to be mixing the two numbers and having that being a problem for me. Okay, so here's what I would start doing. I would, if you if you told me right this minute, Kevin, I can keep track of my profit gauges or I can keep track of my fuel gauges, but I'll be <laughs> honest, I can't do both. I, I would have to say at this moment, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, probably the first time I've ever said it. If that if If that were true, then drop profit gauges for a while and catch up later and start focusing on your fuel mileage only right now. Okay. That's, and I, I can do it. It's just a matter of doing it, really. I, I kind of thought just that, to, but I thought I'd give you an, give you an out anyway it. if you needed one. Um, <laughs> because here's the thing. Every, the whole game right now in trucking is fuel cost. It's the yeah. whole game right now. Do a better job of managing your fuel cost, and you will beat everybody else who doesn't know how to. Right, and that's that is the one thing I will I, I give props to you or whomever. Uh, I'm I'm out here trying to buy at the lowest cost after tax. Uh, I Excellent. use the I'm, I'm familiar with it. The mud flap app up here is a game yep. changer for me. Yep, it's love a it. game changer. It's an there, awesome and there's app. probably there's probably products out there that's that's maybe just as good. Maybe it'd be better in uh, some places, but for what Honestly, I'm doing, I wish, I wish I would have developed the Mudflap app, and I should have. I knew all no that. No kidding. Stuff. It was yeah, it's an awesome app. Yep, I did, and I actually reached out to him. I said, "Is there any way you could get it uh, to where you know we you could have the the X tax price displayed?" I think it'd actually be fairly easy. I mean, it'd be a programming thing. It wouldn't be something for me to do, but I, I got a feeling that it would be something they could be done easily. It's not even a yeah. big deal at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I did. I reached out to him, and I never heard nothing back. But anyway, got it. So. Great stuff. Yeah, you are. Well, you I, are. I appreciate your prepared. time. Yep, you are as prepared as you could be for what we're dealing with. Just start to shift your focus now to let's think about fuel all the time. Okay. Yeah. I, I've got the I've got the scan gauge KR sitting up there on the dash, and I guarantee that that probably saved me several tenths, just awesome. getting me confused or getting me convinced to slow down a little bit. And yep. yeah, it's, it's been it's 63, 65-ish. And yep. if you, it sounds to me like you listen to the show quite often. And if you pay, just think back over the last two or three years, how many times have you heard me tell somebody to slow down? Almost never. Slow down. Yep. <laughs> Almost never because rates were great, fuel was pretty right. cheap. Just go after what's you know, go after the rate then. Go chase it. Run as hard as you want right now. That that yeah. just changed. That changed dramatically. Now it's the opposite. Now I every day I would be looking at my route, looking at what I have to do and saying, What is the slowest possible speed I could travel at today and still get the job done? Sure. Yep. 
Yep. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. I guess I didn't know it was necessarily. I don't know if it's health hour or you're on. You're on. Uh, oh no. Uh, um, give it all. Okay. So, all right. So here's sure a couple of health well, questions to come up to start with. So. Yeah. So for right now, here's kind of the format. The the Monday through Friday is going to be primarily just anything goes every day. Right now, the only exception to that is Tuesday. We're going to keep doing the power hour. But the rest of the time, okay. anybody can still ask any question they want. That way, we're covering everybody right now until we get all of our other shows Great. up and running. Great. Well, I'm glad you're back. Like I said, I, I haven't been a subscriber to XM for several years. and uh, But I kind of keep tabs on it. I listened a little bit back in the days of the audio road, and now it sounds like we're going to be right back in that game. So. There you go. The Audio Road Network right. is, is alive and growing, and we are glad to have you back into the tribe. But you know what? That's an advantage I hadn't even thought of. There have been people over the years who just got rid of Sirius for their own reasons, and we kind of lost them. They're, they're not in our tribe anymore. Now we can get them back. I like that. Let's, uh, let's go north of the border this time. Ben in Canada, welcome. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing? Doing good. What can I help you with today? Um, so I was just wondering, um, one thing I've never heard you mention is uh, fermented meats. Have you ever tried fermenting any or had experience with them? Um, I, I'm even trying to think back, you know, during my life, I'm, I've been a big foodie. I, I'll experiment with almost anything. And I'm really trying to remember if I've ever had any kind of now, the beef sticks we sell in our store are actually fermented yeah. meat. They do use a fermentation process to make those beef sticks. Um, to and be they are awesome. Like pretty normal. It doesn't taste like it. Well, I guess it does. It tastes better than any other beef stick I had, but not a lot. I mean, it's a beef stick. I know there are some pretty funky kind of fermented meats out there and fermented fish. I know a lot of uh, Asian countries do some fermented fish. I have to say, I don't think I've tried any, even eating any, and I certainly haven't tried making any yet, but it's always kind of yeah. in the back of my mind. Maybe that's the next frontier for me. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get started and see how it's going to work, but I was wondering if you've had any experience with it. None whatsoever, and it always yeah. looks a little funky to me. You know, it seems like I've watched cooking shows in the past where, you know, the Asians will yeah. take a bunch of fish and do something to it and bury it in the ground and then come back later and dig it back up. And when they open it, everybody just about falls over from the smell. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> like Dr. Davis was mentioning, uh, they had a chunk of meat there and you had to get rid of the flies to get a chunk of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite there yet, I guess, but I, I, I want to. I, sure, of course I yeah. want to try this. Why not? So, yeah, maybe here pretty soon. Yeah, but anyways, those beef sticks, they're awesome. Like, once you develop a taste, they're pretty oh, much yeah. the best thing you can eat. I, I think so. I, I uh, You know, if I start to run low, I panic. I kind of carry those things around. And I, for me... I don't even consider that thing a snack because it seems like I eat so little anymore. If I have a beef stick, it's almost like a meal, a beef stick yeah. and a nut butter. Those yeah. two together, I feel like I ate a meal. Yeah. Once you switch uh, to that way of eating, you don't need much to get uh, your fill. 
it's almost shocking how little food I can eat and still feel really good and not even be hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, another question. Uh, uh, gallstones, preventing gall, gallstones. I was just uh, reading the carnivore code and he was mentioning in there, increase your colon intake. And I'm not quite sure what he means by that. To prevent uh, gallstones. Is he spelling it C-H-O-L-I-N-E? Um, well, I was listening to audio, so I'm not sure, but he was just mentioning uh, okay. preventing the, the, them. So. so what I heard you say, I thought sounded more like colon, which is a part of our body. But I think what he's probably talking about is a nutrient called choline, C-H-O-L-I-N-E. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, so it's it's kind of a weird little nutrient. It's not really a vitamin, but it's kind of a nutrient. It's almost like an amino acid, but not even quite like an amino acid. <clears throat> we need choline in our body to produce acetylcholine. So our body takes choline, converts it to acetylcholine, um, which is actually a neurotransmitter. So it, it, this is good for our brain and our mental health and those kind of things. It keeps our um, kind of neurotransmitters in balance. Then okay. the next thing it starts to do, it's, it's what we call a universal methyl donor. And if I started to explain to you why we needed universal methyl donors, we'd be here for the next four hours. And by the time I was done, we'd all be more confused, probably including me too. Yeah. So where do you get that nutrient? Do you get it from animal products? It almost comes, the very best sources are animal products. Organ meats, egg yolks, and dairy are your best sources. Yeah, that's what he was mentioning. You get it from yep. egg yolks um, and organ uh, meats. Meat. Yep. Now there, yep. Are some, there are some certain beans, some nuts, some seeds, and a couple vegetables that have a little bit of choline, but it's in a form that's harder for our body to absorb. So organ meats and egg yolks would be your two best bets. If you don't like organ meats to eat them, you could use the ancestral supplements. All of our organ supplements are high in choline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, one more question, uh, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. I was just curious about your... Uh... Uh, you know your call screener on uh, Sirius, Andre, or whatever his name is. Who does he work for? He was a, he was a pretty friendly guy. I, I can always Andre, remember his. Andre was uh, a fun guy. Him and I had fun with music and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so here's the whole story. When we used to broadcast the show out of the Sirius Studios in New York City, and when COVID hit. They shut down those studios. Now, Sirius also has studios in D.C. They got shut down over COVID. They have some studios in Nashville. They had a bunch of restrictions. So Dave Nemo runs a pretty big operation in radio. So they have a lot of that same studio technology in their building down in Gulf Springs, Mississippi. So a lot of our shows actually switched over to using Dave Nemo Studios to, to get our show up to Sirius. 
and Andre worked for Dave Nemo. So the fact that I'm not on Sirius anymore, the fact that we weren't even for the last couple of months, I was actually broadcasting out of Nashville and Gerard was my call screener and producer, but now all of them are gone. And now I have my favorite call screener of all time today, which is Lisa, my wife. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I that's just the story behind Andre and call screeners and why the last couple of years haven't been all that great. We had some technical issues because, you know, Dave wasn't really set up to have a lot of remote shows trying to dial into him. So they did a hell of a job managing it. I think they did a great job. And, and uh, I had a lot of fun when I was working with Andre. Yeah. But I know one thing, you guys are doing a heck of a job. Um, I can't appreciate enough what you guys are doing. But anyways, well, I'll let you go, Kevin, and uh, thanks for everything you do, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Ben, for your support. I really appreciate it. Let's grab another call. Let's go to Texas this time. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, Kevin? Doing great. What can I help you with today? Uh, I have a question for you about, like, uh Diabetes, for instance, I called you years yeah. ago. I'm, I'm the one who was in the motorcycle accident and was paralyzed from my right side, and you helped me out a lot I, with the, that. And I've actually, since I've started eating this way, I've got a lot more movement out of my right side than I've ever had in my lifetime. But excellent. last April, I caught the COVID and pneumonia. And Uh-oh. I was laid up in, for, under medical care for about two and a half months. Wow. And then okay. in September, I came uh, I came down with blood clots in my right leg. So I got laid up again for a little while about that, too. Hey, but, Mike. Oh, in, Mike. Yeah. I, I just need to ask so I know what we're dealing with, vaccinated or unvaccinated? Unvaccinated. Okay. Got it. All right. I will not take the vaccine. <laughs> got it. I, wanna, okay. I don't even call it a vaccine. I just call it a flu shot, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Some experimental so, gene therapy is what it really is. So, yeah. Um, so, when I got my physical to go back to work, uh, the doctor, well, actually, the nurse practitioner gave me a three month card and wanted me to have another A1C test done because I hadn't had an A1C test done since I started eating this way and I just felt great. And, you know, because I was watching my blood sugars, and my blood sugars are like in the 100, 110s. But then okay. after having that, and I had to get my medical card again, my A1C test came out at 7.5. And I just had another one done here not too long ago, and I was still at 7.5. And I'm like, that's crazy. I've been eating primarily meat, maybe having vegetables maybe once, twice a week, and that wasn't even that much vegetables. So I've just been eating meat, and I have been – I'm not as diligent about taking my blood sugar as I should be, we'll say. I'll take it, like, first thing in the morning, you know, on my fasting, and it's coming up at, like, 1.30. And so let me give you an idea from – because I can tell you from your A1C what your average blood sugar has been during the last 90 days if you would have been checking it. If you would have had, like, a glucose monitor – um, you're actually running right now average blood sugars of 169. We got to figure out why. Hmm. Okay. 
If you're at 7.5 A1C, that equates to an average blood sugar all day long of about 169. Now, you're telling me you're Mm. eating mostly meat and just a few vegetables. Yeah. that's No grains. No, no grains at all. I haven't eaten grains since forever. No starches, like you're not, you know, eating, uh, no. you know, potatoes and. No, no potatoes. Okay. Um, when was the I mean, last not... time you had, I, I think you said it, but when was the last time you had an A1C before this one? Uh, it was in September. And what was it then? It was 7.5. Oh, have you ever been lower than 7.5? Yeah, I was like 7.2 before. That was when well, I that was before I So, but something's know, still really wrong diet. here. Yeah, keto and carnivore, we should be down in the fives pretty quickly. So, something's right. wrong and we're going to have to troubleshoot why. Here's my guess. I'm just going by averages of all the clients we work with and and when this happens, and it's still pretty rare, but it's starting to happen more. And we are really starting to see the primary reason for this is stress. The world has become a very stressful place, even for people who say, oh, I don't watch the news. I could care less. It doesn't matter. The mask issue, the vaccine issue, fighting about everything, the restrictions, it, it, the fear of what the hell's going to happen. Is the world going to end? They're talking about nukes. Uh, we had COVID to deal with for two years, and we just see this pattern now. Even people who had gotten their A1C very low didn't change anything in their diet, and it keeps coming up. So we find, it's why I worked on this stress protocol for a year. Because I knew we needed it, because we saw this coming. We saw it a year ago. So when somebody calls me, my mind now goes almost immediately to stress first, because it's the most likely reason for this to happen. Right. So that might be we, yeah. So we developed the stress protocol, and one of the ways I could I can usually prove it. Um, is by having somebody wear a continuous glucose monitor. Um, uh-oh, my audio stream has just died for some reason. What could possibly have caused that? You can, nobody on the website, Aaron's sending me a message. Um, I can't for the life of me figure out what could have changed. Um, you're hearing me, so my headset's working. I'm hearing you, so my headset's working. Oh, right. let me let me check to see if my oh there we go. Uh work with me here for a second. My Skype right. call okay. decided to hang up. Ah. And it's entirely possible that it hung up because I forgot to add some money to our account or something stupid like that. Oh, that I, never happens, Kevin. I'm, I'm probably I'm the one kind of managing the Skype right now, and they shouldn't allow me to manage anything. That's exactly what happened. Our Skype calls <laughs> gone. Um, they shouldn't allow me to manage uh. anything. It's just a really bad idea. Um, so I better assign this to somebody else. I'm going to try make reconnecting the call, and if it won't go through.
through, it'll be because I'm probably out of money. No, oh, well, it went through. All right. There, there we, we go. go. Okay. Okay. Silence that. Uh, we should be back on the live stream. So let's get back to it. This is why um, we don't want to broadcast to everybody right now because we know these kind of things are right. annoying. So we only want to annoy our tribe right now. Um, yeah, you are. So, yeah. All right. So, um, back to the A1C. If we were to put a continuous glucose monitor on you, then we could probably start to see some pretty clear patterns. Look, when this is happening, we know this is a stressful event, and there goes your blood sugar. So, these uh-huh. stress spikes you keep having are what's driving your average back up. We might see, you know, nice low numbers, then some stressful event happens, number shoots up, and then that's going to kill our average. Okay, just just to give you, for instance, when uh, I came down the blood clots and that, I was, you know, that A1C test came back and all that was crazy, and so I uh, had, you know, got test strips and started doing it, not, you know, all the time, but my readings were like 108. So here's the here's the, the problem with finger sticks. Blood sugar can change okay. so fast. 30 minutes, I can have huge changes in my blood sugar. Certainly, if I eat something in 30 minutes, I could have a huge change. That's what we want to avoid, so we eat things that don't do that. But I can also have it from right. stress. I can have it from not enough sleep. And you just brought up something else that I've got to start thinking about, and we just haven't dealt with enough people yet to know what if what if just having COVID could change something that might affect this? We just don't know that right. yet. Right. Well, see, the, the thing about the readings was at 108, what I was doing at that point, I was still eating one meal a day, but I wasn't eating that much, you know, I'd maybe eat, right. you know, like the summer sausage, you know, like the ones that are like, uh, like eight, eight ounces, whatever. I eat one of those. And that'd be all I ate all day. And be at one away. But now since I've been back working and driving, I noticed that like, for instance, I'll eat say like a, a pound. Cause the other day I had some barbecue, had some brisket and some ribs and it averaged out to be about a pound of weight. And I, my blood sugar was like 130. Which is fine. Maybe it's because I might be eating too yeah. much meat. That, no, no, that's excellent. Being able to eat that much food and only have your blood sugar go to 130 is exactly what we want to see. That's not bad mm-hmm. at all. Any food, any food can make our blood sugar go up. But our, our right. target number is kind of like if we don't go over 140, especially after a meal, that's that's what we're hoping mm-hmm. for. So I, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure if you're only eating one meal a day and you're eating mostly meat, then it almost has to be stress or some weird COVID issue that we're not sure of yet. Um, have you heard right. me talk about my I, stress buster protocol? Yeah, I have. And I and I, right. I do that to a degree. I, I, I'll always, whenever I take a shower anymore, I'll wash up, and then I'll sit in the cold waters or as cold as I can get it and just sit in it for like three or four Good. minutes right. all the time. But I, I don't do the Wim Hof breathing like I should. No, I probably should start incorporating that. And 
today I'm going to break down and buy me one of the X3 bars. Got it. Perfect. So, so really, like the last caller when I said all day long he should be thinking about fuel, for you right now with this issue, all day long you should be thinking about the stress buster protocol and doing it as often as you can. Any of them. Right. And here's the thing. There is no reason not to do any of those. Well, I'll take the X3 bar out of this. The X3 bar don't do any more than what the recommendation is. Ten minutes a day, right. four days a week, maybe six days a week on the neck. But don't do any more than that. But the other three, right. the breathing, the cold exposure, and the infrared sauna, if you ever decide to get one, those three, if you want to do more, if you want to do four rounds of Wim Hof breathing at four different times throughout the day, go ahead. There's never any harm okay. in doing more. The same with the cold exposure. Yeah. Never any harm doing more yeah, if you want to. Because yeah, here about, what, two months ago, I was up in Ohio when they had the bad snowstorms and up there, and I was out there running around in my shorts with no shoes on. And, and Got it. No Have, shirt either. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever done a discovery call with Lauren? Uh, no, I haven't. They're free. No, I, I mean, I, they're right. And, and here's what we do. We have you go online. We have you fill out all of our health information. So we get all the data, all kinds of stuff. It takes a while, but it's worth it. We will be able to see right. everything going on in your body. And then we take it okay. and we, the call itself is only going to be 10 minutes. But Lauren probably puts a half hour to an hour worth of work into everything she gathers and, and interprets and then creates a plan so that when we get on a 10-minute call, we can get right to the point. That's why we gather as much right. data yeah, up front. Lauren does all the work. Then we get on the call. And what we'll give you is a 30-day plan to solve whatever the biggest problem we see in your data is. And a lot of times that can help us break through this kind of stuff. Yeah, because I did the Nutri-Crew and all that, and I found out years ago that I was uh, the nightshades and all that. So I love my bell peppers and all that, but I pretty much gave them up at that point. And I Got it. I would really recommend a discovery call. I think we might be able to find something in there that's going to help. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. And uh, you're welcome. I really don't have anything other than that. Well, got there's it. One one kind of off issue when sure. uh, this whole thing with uh, the fuel and going crazy like it is, it just astounds me at how there are so many people out there who are still following like sheep, and they, oh. they just don't understand why. Oh. You know, I pull over in the coach, and I'm dealing with everything you guys are with fuel price right now. I just calculate. I, I'm going to head to Pittsburgh, so I was looking where should I get my fuel, where can I get the best price, and I found it. It's over 5 bucks a gallon right now. It's all I'm going to be able to get, and I did the math. Oh, yeah. It's now costing me over a dollar a mile to operate this coach. Man. Yeah, and I don't have any revenue Crazy, to offset man. it. I mean, for me, it's just pure expense. So, you know, when right. I head to Pittsburgh today, the cruise is going to get set at 55. I, it, <laughs> yep. You've got to behave way. now, don't you? And I'm at 55. Trucks will blow by me. And for some reason, 
they're all waving at me, but they're not using all their fingers. I can't understand why the middle one's left up. I know. They have some sort of weird hand issue that I'm not aware of because they, they all seem like they're waving at me. So I wave back, but they're just not using all their fingers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it's much, time Kevin. to slow down. You're welcome. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the call. All right. Um, you know what? I was going to knock this off at an hour today because I still have some work to do on the coach, but we have so many calls, I'm just going to keep taking them. So let's uh, – we're going to go to Tennessee this time. Mike, welcome to the program. Kevin, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. What's on your mind? Well, you know, speaking of a dollar a mile, uh, you know, I, I, I was an owner-operator from 1980 to 85, and I was actually making money at 73 right. cents a mile. <laughs> hey, I was right there with you at that same time. That's right. And well, yeah, right, enough, right around though, 85, my, yeah. I, my contract with, if I remember right, my contract with, um, it would have been RPS at the time, and then that became FedEx. I, it, it was either like 70 cents, 71 or 73 when I started, but it was right there in that range. Yeah, but believe it or not, I started driving in 1980, and I started working for Midwestern Distribution out of Fort Scott, Kansas. Put a dollar down, you get a corporation. I, oh, wait, you can own a new was, truck like this one. I, I, I paid off the say, truck. Here. Did you yep. have one of those dollar trucks? I did have a dollar truck. Believe it or not, Kevin, I paid mine off. Seriously, I paid Man, it off. You are with you. I, I you mean, are an anomaly. I, I mean, well, I, Kevin, I knew my numbers. I, seriously, I knew my numbers. I tracked everything like you track nowadays. Well, you, but that you tell guys to track nowadays. Right, right. And I've been right. with you from the very beginning. I remember the Dave Nemo days where we would you, people would call in and, and you were harping on guys. What's your fuel mileage? And all you'd ever get was uh, between five and a half and six. <laughs> or, the, the fuel mileage is a number. It's an exactly. exact number. If you know your numbers, you know your numbers. It's so anyway. I've been with you from the very beginning, uh, you I know, the Dave Nemo days, of course. Yeah. It does. And, and all through the years, uh, and I've been through your various businesses. A lot of us know a lot about you, Kevin, the cars you've had, your boats, your, your first business, you know, the gym, uh, your <laughs> motorcycles. I mean, we've been, we've been through where you've lived, Ohio, Florida, you know, the gorge now. And, and one of the one of the many business plans that we heard about, because a lot of us know a lot about you. At one time, when you bought the property in the gorge, you had mentioned this as a potential business for you, and that would be a uh, well, a high-class bed and breakfast. Um, a lot of us would be really cool. That would be really cool to have you know tribe members come out, and spend an evening with you at the bed and breakfast. Any thoughts on that? Is that a still a viable business plan? Are you planning on doing that? Mike, are you either um, are you spying on me? Or are you? Um... You know, well, tapping I'm, to my brainwaves, or I just need to check. No, I'm not. Yesterday. I'm not. But what? what what's interesting yesterday. is, okay, yesterday, what you, you're thinking about that? You're actually going to do that? Not only was I thinking about, I'm I'm back in Ohio right now. Um, I'm actually yeah, parked, I know, right. Yeah, I'm parked in my brother's driveway. So you know, okay. I'm talking to my family, and I've got a big family. So I'm you know, and and. I don't see my family a lot, and I, I'm not 
somebody that likes to talk on the phone at all because I talk all day long for work. So my family knows they can go a year, two, sometimes three, never hear from me. And when I show up, it's just like nothing ever changed. Like we, I've been here the whole time. So I was talking and we're talking about the bed and breakfast because the plan is still there. We bought the property, we built out the square footage, we haven't finished it yet because we use it for other things, so we really don't want to turn them into suites yet. But I said, it, it's there. Um, I don't really want to do it till I'm ready to kind of retire or at least slow down from a lot of the stuff we're doing now, and I don't know when that's going to happen. But then I said, you know, I had this other idea. Maybe if we just finish the suites... What if we, instead of running it as a bed and breakfast, which, you know, if you're going to do a bed and breakfast, it, it's almost kind of going to be full time. You know, it, it's going to be a pretty big yeah. commitment. But I thought, what could we do with a space like that and all of the other stuff we do that if I only did something maybe even a couple times a year, maybe three, four times a year, would generate enough revenue to make it worth it and would be worthwhile enough that people would want to do it. So here's what I came up with. And I absolutely, this would only go out to the tribe. Why even bother going anywhere else? <laughs> what about the idea of we put together like, uh, and I, I'd have to work out all the details, but I'm just going to throw out kind of the big picture. Maybe it's a five-day event. Maybe it's seven days. Maybe it's a full week. And the idea is, Primarily to couples, that, that would be my first market, and I'd love to just have five couples. Actually, I could do six with our setup because we have five full suites in the house. The coach that I drive around in, which I love living in myself, would be in the driveway park. Somebody could have that, and we still have the sprinter I could live in if I have to, or we could put a tiny house over on our other property. There's lots of possibilities. So let's say we have five or six couples. Let's say it's seven days. We'll just throw that one out there. And it's going to be like a health retreat. So we talk about making yogurt, fermenting vegetables, making kombucha, the right way to cook, the right way to eat, the stress protocols, you know, really get hands on with all of that stuff. And it's like a full-blown package. We have a price. You get room and board all of your meals and all of your foods included, all of the training, and we just kind of hang out. And for the whole week, we focus on all this health stuff that everybody gets bits, bits and pieces of here and there, but you just be totally immersed in it for seven days. Cool. Well, that, you know, well, I mean, Kevin, I, I would sign up, me and my wife would sign up for that right now. So let's get that going. Okay, uh, there you go. So it's funny. I was just talking about it with my family yesterday. Well, when I talked to Lisa, your lovely call screener, um, she did. She wanted to hear what you had to say about that. So when you talked it over with your family, is Lisa part of your family? Does she know about all this? Well, of course, Lisa's part of my family, but she's not here in Ohio. She's back in Oregon. So until just now when she was listening, no, she hasn't heard this idea yet. So you probably just got me in trouble. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin and Lisa. Uh, it's, it's all good. Uh-oh. Hey, guys. I cut in and say, I really like this guy. <laughs> 
Hey, well, I, hey, well, I don't. Uh, I don't know. None of my ever, none of my other call screeners ever used to cut in. Yeah, well, this <laughs> one's gonna cut in. <laughs> yeah, well, I see that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's not much I can do about it. So. You're That's correct. right. Well, 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 you know, I'm I'm a I'm a member of the tribe, Kevin. Uh, you can find me on there, uh, and then uh, you know, so do let do I'll be I'll be glad to be your your first uh, you know, guinea pig for the uh, the week long. Uh, you know. Here's here's how this works, and this is why, you know, Lisa will kind of freak out about this, and the rest of the team will kind of freak out about this because this is the pretty clear pattern. I get some wild idea, I announce it to everybody else before I even bother to tell them, and then they know if we actually pursue this, they're going to have to do 99% of the work, and then I'm going to show up on the first day and say, all right, let's go, and I get to do all the fun stuff. Get, and you get the glory. Very good. <laughs> I know. I know that too. That, well, so that, I, that that's the the price you pay for being the brains of the outfit, Kevin. So I get to have all the fun and the excitement, and they have to do all the work. So that's why I get all excited about this, and they go, oh, "Here we go again." <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. Well, let us know if this uh, if this comes around, Kevin. We be, we're looking forward to it. That'll be great. I, I, I would be too. So it's a, it's like I said. It, it, if I could wave a magic wand and we could do this next week, I would cancel the Louisville Truck Show and I'd be on my way back to Oregon. But I have to take into account all the work the team has to do right now to get our network up and running. And and once this kind of settles down, though, in my mind, this might be the big project I want to work on next. I love this idea. That sounds good. That'd be great. Looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Kevin. We appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thanks for the call. Let's go north of the border. We're going to go to BC this time. Murray, welcome to the program. Morning, Kevin. Thanks for extending your show. I seem to always uh, get, get cut off at the end of the show because I seem to call too late, but I appreciate you going along today. And uh, set the dates, and Norma and I will book uh, book our uh, our time and come down and join you for your health jar. Hey, hey, wait a minute. You know, I've had two people already commit to me, kind of without even much hesitation. Nobody ever asked me how much this is going to cost. Whatever. <laughs> that, that's that, that part's irrelevant. You set, yeah, you set awesome. the date. We'll be there. And if you run out of space, we'll stay in a motel room and we'll come every morning and join you at whatever time you guys want to start up. <laughs> hey, here we go. You know, we have that property over in Washington. I could throw a couple of yurts or something over there. That'd be fun. We could always bring our RV, too. Like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure that part out. Just set the dates and get the job done and we'll be there. Perfect. Love it. Go ahead. Yep, what's on your mind today? I'm looking at a 96 T800 Kenworth. Um, we've talked before about my operation. I do local fuel hauling here in the Vancouver area. Do three short ones and then a load out to Abbotsford. So my highway miles is about 40 miles, 35 miles a day. The vast majority of my day. I do about 150 miles a day on average. I would say probably north of 100 of that would be under 80K. So I'm looking at this, or uh, sorry, under uh, 80 kilometers, that'd be about under 50 mile an hour. Okay, got it. Um, 
and and I'm looking at this truck at the auction, and it looks like it's in really good shape. Right now, I have a two-story 2000 International, and I'm hauling around a triaxle trailer, 105,000 pounds. It's just way, way too much truck for what I do. But I don't want to let it go because I've sunk so much money into this thing and so much rebuilding last year. If I go and do a highway trek, trip, trip of any kind, and this is the one I want to be in. Okay. But I came across, but it's got four, five, six rear ends, which I think wow. is fine town. Yeah. I can't imagine somebody building a truck like that, but I'm sure it would go straight up a wall. But um, if I could get it for, you know, between 3 and 7K, it might be a pretty good deal. It doesn't have any noticeable blow-by. It's got reasonably good tires and brakes, and it's got a current What engine was this? Uh, 60 Series 470. Wow. DEC 3, BK model. Look, in today's market, Honestly, if you said it's just in fair condition, just fair, I'd yeah. pay 15 for a truck like that today. Even at the auction, because you know that everybody sells their crap at an auction, right? It's no, I know they do. I, you know, here's the thing. If we're spending, and today, you know, I used to say 10. Well, inflation and truck prices are through the roof, so I'll, I'll bump that 10 up to 15 just because that's the reality of where we are today. But at 10... You know, when I talk about buying a $10,000 truck, I almost don't even look at what condition it's in. I, at $10,000, I don't care. I can replace and fix just about anything anyway, and I'm starting so cheap, it, it almost doesn't matter. Um, certainly, if I have an option, I'm going to look through them and try to find the one with the least amount of problems. But in today's market, if I can get a truck that started with good specs for what you do, if you ask me which truck model would you pick, it'd be a T800. I love it for what, what you do. I think it's an yep. awesome model. Then if you ask me which engine would be the best engine in this truck, I'd say a Series 60. We got that. Right. So I would have a the mechanical four and a quarter if I had my druthers. But. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that. Uh, but, I, but I can... I can beat the hell out of you with the Series 60 for fuel economy. And that's a oh, big, absolutely. big thing right now. So... Uh, yeah, I, I would say unless you just look at this truck and go, no, the thing is just total crap. Um, if it's reasonably fair, I'd pay up to fifteen for something like this. Okay. Okay. And well, let's I, think and about this. You, you, you know your numbers. In in a year's time, in an operation like yours, ten thousand. Yeah. Well, you said seven, but if we went to ten, or I'm saying fifteen. $5,000 disappears in your numbers in a year, doesn't it? I mean, I, oh, I'm not, you know, yeah. minimizing that $5,000 is still a lot of money. But in business, with numbers like yours, 5000 kind of disappears over a year. Yes. I mean, well, there's been there's been lots of months last year. I sunk into this international. I sunk 36000 in R&M last year. See, yeah. So, you know... Here, here's what I was telling people to avoid. Some of these ten and what used to be ten and fifteen thousand dollar trucks, some places are trying to get thirty thousand for those things now. I know it, it's insane what 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 has yeah. happened to truck prices. And one of the one of the local fleets that hauls fuel here has been using T800s for years, and suddenly they've switched over the T880s. 
and all of their new stuff, like they roll their fleet every 600,000 kilometers, so that'd be, what, 400,000 miles or something in your world? Roughly, yeah. Sounds about yeah, right. About 400,000 miles, they just roll them over. And and those trucks just go round the clock for, you know, right. doing exactly the same thing as me. And, exactly. And now, now, all of the dealers have said, yeah, you're going to have to hang on to those trucks because we can't replace them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, this 60 trucks, how does that work? I know. Oh, but believe me, the, the trucking industry is a mess right now. We can't get trucks. We can't get parts. We can't get oil. Fuel has gone higher than we've ever seen it, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. You know, just to throw in a little politics, um, Biden finally announced whether some people believe we should do it, some people believe we shouldn't. I don't even care to talk about that part of it, but he did announce they're going to stop buying oil from Russia and they're going to try to convince the other um, NATO countries to do it, and fuel's going to keep going. Now, now we need to get the U.S. to start pumping a ton more oil, and it doesn't look like they're going to or they're going to drag their feet. And by the time they do start, then we have to wait for it to kick in. I, I, am, I am worried about $8 a gallon fuel or $10 a gallon fuel. Well, it's funny you should mention that. Last Friday, I was talking to one of – I was doing a delivery at a station, and I dropped paperwork inside and had a chat with the, with the manager there. And he was saying he had heard earlier that day now, – now, bearing in mind that on Thursday, we were paying $2 a liter, and on Friday, it went to $2.10 a liter here in the greater Vancouver area, which converts to about 9 bucks 5 to the Canadian gallon. Wow. Uh, yeah, nine and, a half. and he was saying that he had heard, now he hadn't heard from from his oil supplier, he'd heard on the news or something that by July we could be looking at a $3 liter. $3 liter converts to over $13 a gallon for us. I, I, You know, here's the thing. The shippers have to cover that cost because trucking companies can't lose money. Nobody's going to go oh. deliver freight if you're losing money. So And the freight has to move. So it's the shippers that have to pick it up, and then that gets passed to the consumers. So as, as yeah. truck owners, we have to make it through this. There's really no other option. The rates are going to have to go up. Something's going to have to happen. So we won't suffer too much in trucking, although it's going to get worse. Things are going to get much worse for us. But it's the consumer side of things. And then ultimately – the the economy can't handle that. This will be the thing that takes down our economy. Well, and you mentioned rates. Just a just a quick side note. Um, I have a friend who who hauls super trains back and forth from the Greater Vancouver area here to Alberta, a lot to Edmonton. Edmonton is about seven hundred and some odd miles from Vancouver. That rate with a train for a long, long time has been just under four thousand dollars to Edmonton from Vancouver. He is now getting $6,500 for that same load, and the companies that are calling him cannot move their freight. Unbelievable. Did you hear my call earlier with the guy grossing three forty-six a mile every yep, mile? I heard that. I would love to make three and a half to haul U.S. freight. Oh, my goodness. I would. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just insane. Haul, haul 80000 No. I know. I know. It's a pretty incredible. I make I make between four and a half and five and a quarter a mile 
doing wow. what I do. But then I only yeah. do 150 miles a day, right? It's right, all right. relative. Exactly. Yeah, but that's still a, a pretty healthy rate. Um, and that, like I said, as much as I love hearing these numbers, we just have to realize the party's over. Yeah, and, and I've had so many guys offer me work, ask me to come to work for them, and I just got a four, uh, yeah, four and a half dollar raise. Uh, I, I paid flat rates, so I get right. X number of dollars per hour based right. on like this. This station takes two hours, that one takes three and a quarter, this one takes four, whatever. That times yeah. an hourly rate is what I get paid, and I just got a bump of four and a half bucks, and. They increased my fuel surcharge because I was threatening to go and do this other stuff. And they said, no, no, please don't. And so I talked to Norma, and she said, you know what? Slow and steady wins the race. It's not going to last go. forever. There you go. So, good so advice. I'm hunker down, stay put. Maybe I'll buy myself a 96 T800. There you go. If you do, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. All right. We're going to move on. We're going to head off. I'm going to – all right. Here's what I'm going to commit to. I have four calls left on the line. I'm going to take those four calls, but I really won't take any beyond that. So don't don't keep dialing if you're listening right now. We're going to get to these. This time we're going to go to Pennsylvania. Wade, welcome to the program. Hey, Kev, good to talk to you, bud. Uh, boy, Lisa really has me thinking here. She uh, sent me a sign from God, I think. She uh, picked up my call, and I'm from Pennsylvania, obviously. And she said, you're from Tennessee, right? And I was like, no, I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, well, my wife and I talk about just about weekly about moving down to Pen- or, uh, down to Tennessee. So I think that's the sign I needed to make it happen. Got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, don't worry. When I pass you on the road, I'm going to wave with all fingers. So. Okay, so you know good. That. I was kind of laughing but at that. I'll know that it's you. Good conversation. Well, then so I'll know today. it's you because nobody else does. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say I, I really appreciate all of the normal regular callers like you know you hear a good good amount of new names but I like some of the some of the ones we've been hearing for years like I always laugh when I hear when I hear you say Paul I always go howdy yeah, howdy <laughs> Paul here, Paul here. <laughs> I know if it's uh if it's uh Oklahoma Texas you know something like that I know it's going to be howdy but if it's northern PA or, or northern US it's not him uh right Matt's another one that I really like listening to Matt talk he's uh he's very articulate he's good at getting his point across um but anyway today I'm just calling uh to piggyback on the guy the $56,000 in revenue that guy um yeah he was mentioning that Mudflap app. I've never used it, but I have an app. It was provided. I'm a company driver, and they kind of gave us like a, a sheet. It's called Fuel Books, and it, I don't know if it's going to help that particular guy because when they gave us this information, they gave us a code that we had to enter on that app, and we have Fleet One for fuel cards. Got so it. Okay. It, it tells us ahead of time what our discount is going to be. I was asking them for years, you know, hey, how do we know what the discount's going to be at a particular truck stop? It's not across the board all the same where this app tells you what your discount's going to be. So um got it. Now hey, he let me ask you something. And and you may or yeah. may not know the answer to this. Do you know if your discount program is just a straight this many cents off, but it's different at different stops? Or do you have some rates that are actually called um, 
Oh shoot, I, my I just drew a blank. Um, cost plus. Do you do you know if you have what they call cost plus discounts? So that I don't know. So like right okay. now, I've seen some yesterday that are like a certain TA might have been pump price minus twenty six point two cents. Today I've seen one that's minus minus fifty five cents. So it does change. It's not like a so thirty cents. Every okay. Time. So then you just answered my question. So this okay. is what we call a cost plus discount. And that's important because if you have a straight sense off, it hardly ever changes if it changes and you always know what it's going to be. But the way a cost plus or a cost minus, basically cost plus retail minus, the way you're de describing it to me, it's more of a retail minus, but it works the same as a cost plus. So right. the reason that's a little more difficult and apps that had this setup could never tell you what your cost was going to be is because they don't know it until each truck stop buys its most recent load of fuel. So when that truck stop buys the fuel, then they say, okay, we had to pay this much. This was our cost. Now we're going to add this many cents to our cost and then that becomes your price in your case what they do is they say this was our cost this is what our pump price will be and now you get this many cents off of our pump price it's the same calculation done in a different way and you can't know it until they buy that load of fuel right yeah, it, uh, it made things a little bit easier because if you'd say, you know, you still had that nuance at, say, state lines where you'd cross and it might, you know, right. there's a whole, like a third part to the calculation. You don't know, you know, if you subtract your fuel tax, you doing exactly. that calculation, but then you've got to add that additional, you know, the, the one that ends up being cheaper after tax may give you slightly less of a discount, so it ends up being the other way. So, Correct. Um, yeah, it complicates yeah, things. But the one thing that might help that guy that was – he was talking about he, – he had contacted Mudflap about having them be able to subtract the fuel tax. And this this app does that. So you can sort by price. You can sort by distance from where you're at. Or you can sort – it says less IFTA. So you can subtract the IFTA tax, and it shows you the Perfect. price without the fuel tax. So Perfect. that might be Did helpful Did you tell us him. what the name of the app is yet? I don't remember here. It's – it's called. I think it's all one word. Fuel books. Oh yeah, uh, you did say that. You know, fuel books, right? The and icon is orange, and it's a pump. It's a fuel pump handle. It looks. That's what it looks I, like. So. I may have reviewed that one a long time ago. It kind of sounds familiar. But I'm the only thing I don't know is we had like a four-digit company. It was called a company code when we signed into the app. We got a code with it, and I don't know who provides that code. If it was Fleet One or if it was Fuel Books themselves that provides it, but. Yeah, I, no, I appreciate that. I, I may go look at these apps again. I haven't reviewed them in a couple of years, and I'm sure a lot of them have changed. There's probably some new ones. So I, that may be a project for me with fuel becoming so critical now. Uh, I should probably go do that. All right, man. That's all I have for today. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're getting some uh, good ideas on some apps here right now and it's going to get important while well, it is important so we need to focus on fuel uh let's go to new mexico sarah welcome 
Okay, on that note, if you are a Lamstar BCO and you don't know, we have um, a app called, now it just slipped my mind, something one, Lamstar one or something like that. Um, but they, they have a section in there that is um, an up-to-date fuel where you can see it with the state tax taken off and um, Landstar's discount. This morning, I was coming across Oklahoma in the wee morning hours, and I stopped for a break and looked everything up. Fare was going to be, um, our price was going to be 405 a gallon, and Amarillo was going to be 424 I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop in, in Fair. We sold up and traded there. And as we were just driving through Amarillo about an hour or so ago, that, that goes, hey, that fuel price just went up 15 cents. Ah. As he's driving by, he saw it change 15 cents. And I looked back in our Landstar app, and instead of 424, it was 442 now. Wow. Oh, my. Talk about stressed with some of these people. I mean, and they only change their fuel once a week, um, like on Mondays. They, I think they come out with the, the weekly average, and this is the fuel sense for whatever that everybody breaks out, and it's just like, it is just popping up every day. Um, that so can cause some stress for some people. You just, yeah, I mean, I wanted to address that. You just gave me something I got to think about. I'm just talking about how we're so stressed because of the last two years, COVID, lockdown, vaccine, blah, 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 blah. And now in the trucking industry, I got to start realizing that no matter how good somebody's fuel surcharge is, this fuel price is going to be a huge deal. It's lots of stress and uh, it's, it's, the stress issue isn't going to get any better. So we have really got to double down and focus on the stress protocols. And you know what reduces your stress a little while you're driving? What's that? If you put your blinders on, if you put your blinders on and don't look at those trucks flying by you waving with one finger and just put it at 52, 57, I'm doing 55 on the 40 in Mexico. People are just flying by. But Vic told me years ago, I don't know if he was just trying to protect me from other men or something like that, but he told me years ago, just don't look, never look over into that, into the cab next door. Just don't do it. So I I haven't. That's a good um, point. And and realistically, I, I don't either. I'm just assuming they're all waving at me with one finger. (laughs) <laughs> if you drive 55, 57, your body is a lot less stressed than if you're really driving is. 65, 70. I mean, it really is. Just slowing down not only saves you money and it improves your fuel mileage, but it is, it's less stressful on your body physically. Yep, I agree. Um, and you know what? We have heard that from people over the years, even people who said, I never thought I would be able to slow down. I heard you. I ignored you. I Mm -hmm. never did it until something went really wrong. Fuel went through the roof. They had a big maintenance bill. They knew they had to save money, and it was enough motivation. They'd try it if they stuck with it. Every person came back to me and said, the money was great, but I got to tell you, the stress levels dropping was even better. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, and it, I think, it, and it's not, it's not just the, you know, the stress 
um, I think your whole body feels better when you're when you're not in that mental stress of 65, 75, you know, weaving in and out of traffic, watching this guy, that guy. You know, I, I think we've always all had that experience of running really hard for a day, pushing, going longer, going faster. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I turn off the key and get out of the seat, it's like my body is vibrating and it doesn't stop for a couple hours. And it's like a really uncomfortable mm-hmm. feeling. And when I drive 55 to 60, that almost never happens, even if I do really long days. Right. I, I know I know that vibration feeling. Um, but what I called about today was to share um, two two new books, which I've sent you recently. I know I posted one of them in um, Healthy Tribe, and I'll get the other one up there if I didn't post it. Um, one it is a really great companion book to Dr. Davis's um, new microbiome book. It is called, but it has a focus on the thyroid. It's called Microbiome Thyroid. Um, sorry, I can't get the authors right now because I'm driving. Um, but like I said, I'll put them in Healthy Tribe. It gives you uh, protocol, recipes, but the I think it's only about five or six hours long. It's, it's really good, touches on all the bases. I think it's a great companion book to Dr. Davis's new book. Excellent. Um, I'm, I'm putting it on my pay, Kindle as we speak. Can can you uh, let them know who the author is if you got it there? Yep. Yeah, should be up here in a second. Okay. And the other one for a change of pace is called The Other End of the Leash. It looks at, I know there's a lot of us out there with dogs, um, and it looks at human to canine communication, the way, and it talks a lot about, focuses on the way humans communicate with each other, the way dogs communicate with each other, and gives a lot of insight into the best ways to put those two together. She is a um, uh, biology and behavior, animal behavior therapy, I lost the actual title, Um, but I learned some really great things in there, and I think that would be great for anybody um, who has a dog with them or at home or just, I don't know, interesting um, because we come across a lot of dogs in, in our lives on the road. It's, it was a really great listen. Um, like I said, I don't remember the the author of that one offhand either, but I'll make sure they're Got both it. in so, the Yeah, I um, something weird's going on with my Amazon account. We have multiple Amazon accounts. We have a business account. We have an affiliate account. I have my personal account, which I run my Kindle through. And when I switch back and forth between them, sometimes things don't work right. And that just happened. And I just looked at the author's name before I tried to buy it and get it on my Kindle. And it... uh, Oh, if if you open up a a text message, it should be, both books are are very recent. Um, Okay, let me, uh, I I just looked at it, and now I can't remember his name. Um, Kelman, Uh, Raphael Kelman, MD, for the microbiome thyroid, and I'll have to figure out how to get it on my Kindle later when I'm not talking. 
But I appreciate it. Those both sound excellent. Good books. Yeah, yeah, really great behavioral book, uh, The Other End of the Week. Excellent. All right. Thanks. We're going to move on. I'm going to wrap up these. Uh, let me see. Maybe two calls here. Let's go to Omaha. Dwayne, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I appreciate all you and Lisa do for me. Well, you're welcome. What can we help you with today? But I'm actually out of Utah. But um, I talked to you about five years ago. I shattered my back. And that's when I got on your keto program. Okay. And uh, I was muscle-bound because I'm the same age as you, and I did the circuit and the whole bit, but then I've been driving. But I went from uh, 288 pounds, it wasn't all muscle then, and I'm down to one. I've I've gone all the way down to 170, and that didn't take very much time at all, maybe six months. Wow. That's incredible. And uh, I I felt great other than I still have back pain, and I had one major surgery, two little major surgeries. I still can't lift anything. I have pain still all day, and I have tried everything you said. But I just don't know if that's just something you just live with forever or not. I still go and do things. I eat mainly wild game because my daughter is a big biologist in DNR. If you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, and awesome. And she's over the over a full full committee, so she brings me home all this wild game. In fact, in my truck right now, I make everything I take on the road. I got deer liver, uh, goose bacon. If you've ever tried that, she. We do that up, everything. I make Excellent. my own mayonnaise, everything so, that you do. So, I think it, Fantastic. That tells me we got the diet down pat. We can move on past that. And let's go oh, I haven't five. touched breads or grains or anything for for a good four and a half years. No Excellent. soda pop, no nothing, anything. My question Excellent. is, what else can I do to help with this back pain? That's what when you go in and talk to a daughter, they, well, I mean, when you go in and talk to a doctor, they want to replace the whole back and put you out of work for a year. So, so I just thought maybe you'd have a question. I, I, I might have some. I might have some ideas here. I don't think I'm gonna have an answer, but I think I might have some directions to move in to see if we can find some answers. So. If you could, just kind of describe the pain for me, where it is, what it feels like, when it happens, if it doesn't happen at some time or if it goes away for a while, whatever you can tell me. I have it all day long, 24 hours a day. The best, best, uh, when I feel the best, is if I squat down on my but with my butt against the heel of my uh, shoes, that's my best sitting position. And Got it. Or if I lay flat, that, hey, that hey, seems hey, to help. Hey, Dwayne, let, 
Let me just say something. Yes. The fact at your age that you can squat down with your butt against your heels is pretty impressive anyway. Well, that's what the doctors are telling me. They said the way you can bend and move, they said exactly. you can't lift anything. But, but something's I mean, wrong I because we, we shouldn't have pain. Something's wrong. We, we mm-hmm. just shouldn't have pain. So we we got to work on this. Um, so I'm thinking of a couple things here. Um, one, I'm trying to think, do we want to... Do we want to look for some possible alternative solutions to get you out of pain while we think about doing this? The problem with almost everything, when you have true chronic pain like you have 24 hours a day, almost anything we use, even the more natural kind of stuff, still comes with with downsides and side effects because you have to do it 24 hours a day. You know, we have some solutions for pain, but I don't like to use any of them all day long because, I mean, there are some things like Kratom, um, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, We have some supplements that even work with chronic pain, but you actually have to take like 12 of them at a time. And you're going to be doing that like every four hours. And I I, I don't like to do that. So I'm thinking we might want to do a a C-reactive protein test. You can do them at home just to see what level of inflammation we're dealing with. C-reactive protein is one of our markers for inflammation. My guess is we like to see people under one. Um, Up to three is no big deal. You know, we can usually deal with that. My guess is you're probably going to be north of five and maybe even close to ten. Um, but I'd almost like to verify that. There is a if you go to everlywell.com. Everlywell.com. They have a test that is C-reactive protein, and they combine it with vitamin D, which is a great test for everybody anyway. So I'd actually recommend you go and get that test. It's like ninety nine dollars, okay. if I remember right. Um, okay. And then, and then we could look at the results. I'd also recommend you do a discovery call with Lauren, and and I might even get I involved. I was thinking in that. about that. Yeah, but here's we might want to skip all of my recommendations right now, and I'm I'm thinking in my mind you might want to consult with Doctor Wolfson, the cardiologist, and okay. because. Dr. Wolfson knows everything I know about nutrition, and he knows all of right. the medical stuff that he's been taught, and there's a huge bonus here. His wife is an awesome chiropractor. Okay. So I, he's expensive. I'm just going to warn you up front. Um, right. You know, we're probably talking like, yeah, okay. So, you know, we're probably talking like three to $5,000 for a program with them. Um, and no, I, would I, would be, I, I, I would be glad to work with you, and but I don't think we could do nearly as much for you as they could. Okay. Because with everything you've done, you know, when I was up to that upper weight and doing that, my blood pressure went up. And when I did your thing, too, uh, my blood pressure came right back down. Good. And uh, 
I'm on two-year medical card and everything now. And I mean, so I just appreciated all you, all you've done. Yeah, and and so, and, and like I said, I, I would have no problem getting you know Lauren on a discovery call, and I'm I would even help her with it, and we might be able to dig and find a few things. But I, I'm really thinking long term. You are doing so many things right, and you still have this chronic pain. And my guess is there's still some sort of an injury in the back that hasn't been corrected. And and I, and I, I got to tell you, I I've never really talked to Dr. Wolfson about this. I don't know how involved his wife gets in things like this. I'm just thinking he knows everything I know. He knows the medical side and his wife's a chiropractor, so it might be a really good fit for you. Yeah, it's worth a phone call. So, but, yeah, I mean, just to give you an example, I don't take any medicines over the counter. And I still try and go out and do different things, like my daughter's snowmobile and we fish and boat I take those snowmobile trips with them and everything like that. And I had a little accident the other day and ripped my lip off. And uh, I wouldn't even let them give me anything in the hospital for pain. Why they I put love it back that. on? I, I love said, that. You just stick it back on. I said, I'll just, uh, I just, I just refuse to have it. I go in get a dentist thing. My teeth have been fine, but if they do anything, I just say no. Nope. Just do it. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Congratulations. Say, That's sure? awesome. They, yeah. They put 180 stitches in my lip to put it back on. They said, this is going to hurt like that. I said, I don't care. I don't take nothing. I said, wow. I don't put any of that crap in my body. You just put that the thing back impressive. on. Then I had, and then the next day I had to drive North Carolina out of Utah. And uh, made it there and had to go into the hospital and have a few of them removed, but the others, you know, dissolved. But I just appreciated everything you've done. And then when I heard about this serious thing, I thought I was going nuts. Called serious, and they said we don't have anything to say about this. So I called your wife this morning, and she goes, "Yeah, they kicked us off." I'm going. I've been trying to find you because I went on a little vacation, came back, and I've been driving around every hour pushing on the thing, trying to pick you up and couldn't find you. So I just decided to call you today. Got it. Well, I'm glad you did. And like I said, if you want to start with the discovery call with us, we can do that. I'm kind of leaning towards maybe you should call Dr. Wilson first. Find out what okay. he, what ideas he might have for you, and and if what he's telling you sounds good, I would certainly feel confident directing you to him. Okay. Well, I will do that. And, uh, and just uh, to help you out with that, Lisa's texting me, and she said Angie's going to reach out to you. She's going to make sure you have links to get to Dr. Wilson, and if you want to work with us, she'll help you with that. So. You might be expecting a call or an email here. Okay, that would be great. I just appreciate all you guys do. And I miss you. Now I'm glad I've found you again. I'm going nuts. Well, we're going to try to make sure we're here every day. And every day we're going to move closer to bringing back all of our other shows and adding more hours and adding more shows. So thank you for your support. 
Okay, yeah, I I thought, well, today is usually like a health day, and so I didn't know whether, when I heard everybody talking about everything else, I thought, I don't know if I should. No, I no, the right no. Step, you know, Just everybody that's listening, there. most of the five-day show right now is going to be a total free-for-all. And going forward, okay. my plan is that five days a week, at least one hour a day, and usually more, we're actually coming up on two hours now, this, is, this will be my live show every day. Five days a week, free for all, anything goes, not much of an open, ask me anything you want. Even the power hour is going to move off of Tuesdays to their own time. So, and, and Destination Health will move off of Wednesdays to its own time. So my primary show is going to be five days a week, Q&A for anything you want. Then I'll go do my destination health show, and maybe we'll, we'll move that, you know, to more hours a week. And so we're, we're really excited about it. We've got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, and I just enjoy everything. I ferment all my own stuff. I make everything. I don't nothing on my truck. And people say it can't be done, but I do it even with my back hurting as bad as I do when I get home. And I have a I have a farm actually, like similar wow. to yours. Yeah. So more ground. Awesome. And uh so I do I do everything plus I I get porcupine meat, bear meat, I get everything oh, from her wow. elk, buffalo. I'm getting a bunch of wild boar in. So So I Hey Dwayne. Dwayne mm-hmm. where do you live? In Utah. Can I swing by for dinner? Oh, anytime you want to come by, I'll <laughs> give you anything up. We'll have a wild game night. By. That sounds like fun. You come by anytime. Well, just I might just take you up on that. Come by and the whole be up. Fantastic. Hey, Dwayne, great stuff. I'm going to cut you loose. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for all the calls today. Thanks for all the support. Our listener base keeps growing every day, and I couldn't thank you more for the support. So we will see you back here tomorrow, and I think I might reach out to Mike Beckett um, and maybe get him on the show with me so we can do a rolling toe, and then we'll get him off and running on his. That I'm just thinking out loud, so... Not sure if that's going to happen yet or not. We'll see. Uh, Till then, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.